What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Amateur Hour podcast. We've got a special guest today here. His name is Quan, one of my best friends, roommates in college, uh, sophomore year. Sophomore, my memory's yeah, bad. Sophomore. Sophomore. I think I'm there freshman year. Yeah. So today's sponsor for the podcast is. The Ole Miss Rebels after that went on this weekend. Do you watch the game? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> that was cr- I didn't even get to watch it, man. I was at the State Fair. Hey, it was it was it was a pretty good game. That was going yeah. that was going head to head. Yeah. Hey, but the Rebels hung on at the when they needed to. What did you think they were going to score that two point? No. Well, well, I, I, <laughs> you're I a better lie. fan than I me. Lie. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it was it was a tough one. That was that was. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Dude, I was but keeping I'm glad up. The motherfuckers did. <laughs> I do. Me too, man. Because I was, I was tracking it on my phone. Um, I was at the fair with with uh-huh. Haley and Taylor, my, my siblings, and uh, of course the Texas U or the uh, UT OU game was going yeah. on there at the Cotton Bowl, and uh, I was keeping up with that one on my phone and the Ole Miss game. And I saw it was what 52-51 with one yeah. second left. I saw a two point conversion. I was like, this is how we lose, huh? This That's is boy. how we're gonna do it. We're going to all miss it if anyone that ever has. That would some old Miss shit. Dude, like, I know. Or, but I know. Hey. I was ready, especially against Arkansas, but, hey. Man, I we was got watching the game at work, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was – I have the luxury of having TVs in the, in the store. Oh, yeah, so I guess I you was, do. I was watching that, and then my Braves was playing Alcorn. They pulled it off. It was mm-hmm. homecoming. So. Shout out Alcorn, too. You had – was it a cousin that played there and, yep. and family? Shit, that's my family school right there, yeah. man. So that's, that's big time. basically where I was raised. So yeah. they, they've been doing good in the sweat. Yeah. So, so talk about that. You, you're from Natchez, Mississippi, correct? Finished school in Natchez yeah. pretty much. High school. High school. Yeah. And uh, I'm originally from – I was raised in Port Gibson mm-hmm. where Alcorn is in – Oh, so y'all big, uh, big, big Alcorn Yeah, fan. and so, uh, but then I, uh, 10th grade, I decided to go live with my dad, mm-hmm. and that's where I finished school, at, yeah. uh, and that's just at Cathedral. Gotcha. Shout out to Cathedral High School. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> then, it, was one of, it, was, it was, it was, it was fun, because yeah. I had lived with, uh, my parents had me young, and uh, I had always lived with my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided to, like, 10th grade, like, I was like, listen, mom, I love you, but I'm really going to stay with my dad. Yeah, yeah. So, and that was, that was, a, she wasn't ready to hear that, but. Yeah. How did you say you were? Out. I was, shoot, I had, we had been talking about it, like, my whole, maybe end of 8th grade, whole entire ninth grade yeah. year, and then decided to officially move yeah. with them that summer I finished yeah. ninth grade. So I guess, I mean, man, I guess we, we, we can start here, you know. Uh, but, like, what what was that like for you? You said your your parents had you early. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what were they, 17, 18? Yeah, straight out of high school. Yeah. Um, it was... It was it was an interesting upbringing, like because yeah. my my uh, my mom and dad are completely polar opposites mm-hmm. in in many ways and in many ways they are alike. Yeah. But uh, it was it was cool. Like my mom was a single mother. I have a younger brother, 
And I define my mom as a, a woman that always made her way, you know, mm -hmm. no matter what. We never had it all. Yeah. Um, but when we did, when she had it, you know, me and my brother had it. Yeah. And so it was, it was hard, like, honestly, to be real. Like, mm -hmm. it was at least me seeing her go through shit, you know, struggling. Yeah. And then one reason, I think, like, when I decided to move with my dad, mm -hmm. I, it was, when I think about it now, at a young age, it was like something had clicked in me where I was like, hey, in a way, I think I kind of felt like, for one reason, I kind of felt like I was maybe doing my mom a favor. Mm -hmm. By, by, going, to by live, going to live with your dad? Yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, anytime, you know, uh, I would need something yeah. or, like, uh, you know, financially or just just anything. Like, yeah. it was, like, my dad who was, you know, providing the, you yeah. know, the extreme for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, damn, well, okay, well, maybe this is the person I need to go yeah. live with. Not yeah. saying that, like, my mom didn't do anything. Yeah. But, like, it yeah. was just like, hey, maybe this would work out for the best. Mm -hmm. And it did, yeah. you know, it really did. Moving yeah. with my dad is like one of the, one of the best decisions I've yeah. made in my life so far. Yeah, y'all are still close too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad and my mom, like we, like we, but we, I grew up with them. Mm -hmm. Being yeah. that they had me early, like I grew up with them. Yep. And I that that's a good way to put it. You grew up with them. I grew up with them, man. Mm -hmm. And they are there's some characters though, but yeah. that was my folks, my folks. So. Yeah. It was cool. Like, and then uh, you moved out on your own, old miss, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my dad and my stepmom took yeah. me up to Oxford uh, that summer, like August before moving, and yeah, dropped my ass off. <laughs> and See you later. They literally only came to Oxford that one time mm -hmm. when I when I moved up there, and the second time was for my probate when I crossed Alpha. Yeah. And so that was it, man. They just left me out there and I was yeah. I had the fiend for myself, bro. Yeah. And hey, we had your back, me and Nick. Hey. Shout out Nick. <laughs> I remember I remember we had the some speaker, bro. We was always listening to uh, to R and B. Always. Uh -huh. I bet so many dudes on the floor thought we were freaking bro, weirdos. I was like <laughs> we were examining like, it. I was like, man, I ain't never, I ain't never met no white boy that listened to, <laughs> to to the jams like that. I was like, bro, Damn. I promise, I promise. And I'm like I said, I'm sure, like, and that this is it's kind of a longer part of the conversation, I guess. But like, I think I came in and kind of quickly established that I wasn't like many other people, yeah. not in a negative way or like a, a cocky or arrogant way or anything at all. But like, I just different, you know. Yeah. Like outside that too, man. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. it's just I I was doing me, me and, and that's why I think Nick and I really got along and get along as well as we do. We're both very unapologetically ourselves. Right. And like I mean, same same thing with you. Like we just gotta be comfortable in your skin and, and going from, you know, Tyler, East Texas and stuff and going out of state where I knew one other person, shout out Foster too. Um <laughs> like you know, I, that's all I knew. My mom, like that. I think that's one thing I definitely get from her is just I know like, her cooking. yeah, yeah. I know her cooking. She always brought those the chocolate chip, uh, yeah. the, the uh, peanut butter crackers those covered in chocolate. Those it. things would be gone. I bring them back from any trip. They'd be just yeah. ravaged by like day two, and it'd be like seventy of them in there. <laughs> I used to feel so bad. I was like, Damn. no, man, they're too good. I mean, they're for the people. My, that's why my mom did it. But 
That was freshman year. We roomed together. Sophomore year, that's when that's when you were really going going through all of the the pledging and stuff. We won't talk much about that process and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, living with you during that, it's like, bro, you were on the grind. Yeah. Like you were you were grinding, and I don't know, you know, comparatively from that level of of work and stuff and ener- energy expenditure as compared to anything else you've ever done, where would you rank that time in your life in terms of just like being in it? The best, yeah. like, I'm trying to get back there now. It's hard. <laughs> really? Discipline, yeah. man, because yeah. you remember I started working now, I was in the best shape Yeah, of my you were, life, yeah. On top of studies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just campus life, getting involved. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot all at once because mm-hmm. like I said, like, I went to Ole Miss, mm. and so my family, honestly, uh, I can say that maybe before tenth grade, I never would have thought I I never would have thought I was going to go to Ole Miss, yeah. the University of Mississippi, because yeah. it was always a negative yeah. picture. Because yeah. like all my family went to HBCUs, mm-hmm. Alcorn State. Although like my granddad, he went to after he finished. Um, at Alcorn, he got yeah. a PhD from. Uh, he went. To, he got his master's from University of Florida. Then he got mm-hmm. his PhD from LSU. But predominantly HBCUs in my family, yeah. and so I just like my dad <laughs> or my granddad would always be like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna go to Alcorn one day." And I was, yeah. I just be like, "Yeah, maybe so." But <laughs> maybe. Like, cause I never maybe. really. It's crazy because, like, although I love that school, like I, mm-hmm. I consider myself an honorary braid. Yeah. Uh, but I never because. I always wanted more. Not mm-hmm. saying that it wasn't enough, but yeah. I wanted to be exposed to 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 yeah. many different something things. else. Yeah, something else. Yeah. And so because I had basically grew up there all my life. That's a good point. Uh, you know, every home football game we're yeah. there, and but like Ole Miss, of course, you know it has its its bad history. Yeah. And that's just something that wasn't like until until I decided to. Uh, I visited Ole Miss one weekend yeah. for a football game. Me and RJ and a few more of our friends, we came. Shout out RJ too, wherever that to guy's RJ. at. We went up. We went up there one weekend, stayed with my boy Mez, who was already in school there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mez lives here now. Okay. He's an officer for Addison Police Department. So shout Dang. out to my guy. Good for him, man. Uh, but he he went to the same high school, and I didn't even know because when I got to Cathedral, he had already graduated. He gotcha. was maybe like his. He's ahead of you. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, you know, at the time he was living there, like they called it University Trails or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, we stayed at his pad, went to the game, went out a little bit, you know, explored the campus also a little bit. I was like, wow. Like, yeah. And from that, from that weekend, I was yeah. like, I am coming to freaking. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was no doubt Nothing in my like mind it, man. that that was the place I belonged. And yeah. like, then I remember probably telling my dad after that. Mm-hmm. He was like, what the, what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's like, where'd that come from? Uh, yeah, where, yeah, where did that come from? But I was like, yeah. man, I was amazed with the place, dude. Yeah. It worked out, like. Yeah, it always does, man. And that's something, you know, touching on that, you you obviously, you know, and knew kind of growing up um, Ole Miss's history in a lot of ways and even the current climate in a lot of areas and stuff. And that was some freshman year. 
you know, one of my one of my buddies, Jared Maddox. Um, shout out, Jared. He came he came fresh me. I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was telling his mom, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go visit Spence at Ole Miss and stuff. And she was like, I don't yeah. know. You yeah. know, she was like, she was worried about it and concerned. Right. And he was telling me that. I was like, bro, like, yeah, like that's and, messed up, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I felt away because obviously I, I went there and stuff. And uh, it was just like, it's like, that's, that's yeah. wild. That made me feel a way about the place that I was at. Like I had a, I had a close black friend, his mom saying like, I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable with you going there. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And that opened my eyes right. at, at a very early stage. And I was like, dang, that's like, how it, that's, that's the, that's the perception yeah. that my community mm-hmm. has because, but you know, but it, it goes with, along with a lot of things, man. Like yeah. you cannot judge a book from its cover mm-hmm. because to see Ole Miss, to see it is to love it. And yeah. which is exactly what happened to me. And I can honestly say that in my, my entire, you know, college mm-hmm. years, I, I didn't, exp- I, I could maybe say I felt like I was targeted yeah. once yeah. from my time there. No, we're not, we're not gonna go into detail what it's yeah, about. Yeah, we're gonna get but, into it. Uh, it, was, it was crazy, yeah. it was crazy. It was a crazy experience, but hey, I, I still, I didn't let it, I didn't let it get to me yeah. because, you know, it's, it's still much more than that. And uh, what, since we're on this topic of mm-hmm. Ole Miss, I would say that Ole Miss is one of the most inclusive mm-hmm. uh, universities out there in, in yeah. Mississippi, I would say. Yeah. Or, or at least is, is you know, per, it's perceived as and they're mm-hmm. doing the work it, that they need to do. Yeah in order to be more inclusive. Yeah. And so I honestly think, you know, Ole Miss has its, its racist um, history, but Ole Miss allowed me to even become even more uh, intertwined in mm-hmm. with my community. Yeah. Because, you know, I came from a, a high school, although I went to a, I went to predominantly black uh, public school, and mm-hmm. then I transitioned to a predominantly white uh, Catholic, Catholic school, school yeah. and so uh, and then I went to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't a huge, um, it wasn't a huge transition for yeah. me. Uh, now, had I came from straight from a, you know, that public school to Ole Miss, then it probably would have been something to adjust to. But I had already been, you know, around predominantly white people, yeah. and so I was like, okay, well, you know, but then at a certain point, the older you get. You know, like I said, I, I became more involved in campus. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to pledge uh, yeah. Alpha Phi Alpha, which is the first black intercollegiate yeah. fraternity. Shout out uh, Alphas. Shout, shout out, out all the Alphas, Alphas, man. Shout out to New Upsilon, uh, Fall 16, man. And, yeah. and, and that part is what uh, being a part of the D9 is something that I was exposed to mm-hmm. uh, at Alcorn and, and in my family. Like, there's you know, D9 yeah. members all throughout my family. And so I knew that that was something that I wanted to achieve. To be an alpha, you have to not only, you know, stand for something, but yeah. you have to also have a lot of other attributes if mm-hmm. you want to be in the house. And so yeah. that what, that's what made me want to get more involved on campus and just mm-hmm. network and, and meet people, man. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that's something kind of interesting. You know, you said... 
you said it at that point in your life that was like the hardest you were grinding like you were taking taking all this stuff serious and stuff and you're really going out and just kind of getting it and stuff and it's kind of interesting to to look at a lot of times it, it a lot of it has to do with with your environment like especially in like if you look at like the team settings like athletic teams i like going back to athletic mm-hmm. kind of parallels and stuff like if you're in the weight room and like everybody's just repping it out and stuff and grinding and stuff and everybody's trying their best, like you, you're going to feel like, like, Oh, well, I need right. to, I need to get better, you know, so I yeah. can fit around these people that are also getting better. Exactly. But like, you're not going to do that. If everybody around you is like, is being lazy and mm-hmm. not doing anything, you're going to like, you know, you, you are, you are the average of like the four or five people that are That's closest to. Yeah. yeah. So like keeping that type of company, I think is especially it's, is, a huge part of that challenge and also all of it really is mental like right. the more the older I get and stuff and the more I look at things and really start to analyze them and stuff and I really evaluate myself like almost everything really is just a mental game like even even working out and stuff all yeah. that's mental you got to be disciplined you got to you got to force yourself to get in the game you got to like there's a book by um I can't think of his name. So every, everybody is he, watching is, is going to know. I, his, name's, his name's blanking me right now, but like I read his book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and during that, I was like, man, like this dude is like, is a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's that level of, like, of, of overcoming his obstacles and his mental barriers and stuff. And like taking that perspective and, and approaching things from that light. Like, That's crazy how you say a psycho because it's like, mm-hmm. wow. It's like, that someone, much different. It's someone, but like, <laughs> It's crazy how like some people view people who are like really disciplined as, as psycho. Yeah, like, David Goggins, that's his name. David okay. Goggins. Yeah. Like, but damn, that's crazy. Yeah. As you said that, I just wanted to, to touch on that. But like, when, yeah, when man. You when you, you know, when you have your mind focused and disciplined, then you know, versus the average person, yeah. they're they're thinking like. How do you, what are you doing? Yeah, they're like, and a lot of times it even kind of turns them off from you, you know, like if you're, if you're that dedicated and that focused on something, people look at you like, "Mm, I don't really want to hang with it. Like he's too serious or something like he's, he's chasing something too hard and stuff. But, you know, it kind of comes from the same deal. Like to be different, you gotta, you gotta be different. You know, you can't do what everybody else is doing and expect to be better than everybody else. You know, that's relying too much on, on your own kind of like your own innate traits, I guess, and stuff. But that also kind of ties in like you got to you got to get there you know you got to get there mentally to that place and stuff and like that for me I'm finding kind of as again as I mature and start to to look at things a different way and stuff like you got to you got to really find yourself and find what's important to you and what you want out of life and stuff right. like that's not going to just it's not going to just appear for you you know you can't you can't just be sitting around one day and be like ah oh, this is what I'm going to do and then you just go get it like it's an intentional process, I think, in taking taking time and really like sitting down and be like, all right, this is this is what I want. And even finding what you want takes time. But like right. being intentional in that process and stuff and like and learning from your experiences and stuff. Like I look back at all missing stuff and like all of the things that I learned, like I, I reflect on them and be like, Okay, what did I learn from all these situations and stuff mm-hmm. and how is that gonna help me moving forward? Right. And there's a there's a quote from a book I read recently. Um and so there's no such thing as pain without a purpose. Mm. So anytime you're going through anything, like it's not just, you know, the point of it isn't just to hurt you. Like it's to make you better in some right. way or teach you something. And like there's, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta learn from things and even learn from other people's pain. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't learn from their pain, you're going to be finding yourself in the same exact situation as they exactly. are learning from it firsthand. Right. 
right. and if you don't pay attention to it then it's going to keep on trying to teach it to you yeah, so like yeah. that's part of the the growth process and stuff and like you said like this is i was grinding at this point and i had all my stuff yeah. figured out but new levels new devils right it's time exactly. to it's time to elevate exactly. like you're not going to be in the same place but you want to get back to that same level of of focus and intentionality focus. you know a lot of shit is easier said than done yep <laughs> and everything is man all everything of this stuff is. is this mind work everything is and like you said like i i, I really feel like um oh miss yeah. equipped me to be able to maneuver throughout mm -hmm. this crazy life man mm -hmm. and be able to like 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 i said when i went to Ole miss folks dropped me off and that was it yep you know yep. and then i just I moved out here to Dallas, you know, mm -hmm. and just just completely, you know, yeah. a whole new environment. Yep. You know, and being able to adjust. And one one thing that I was, I feel like, you know, I was able to make a mark mm -hmm. at the university, although mm -hmm. it may not, I'm not, you know, not yeah. notorious for much there. Yeah. But like, I feel like I left my mark there. You did and what you had, you did, you did yeah, you, you know, right. you were you. And that's why I feel like I'm trying to do now today here yeah. with living in the dfw trying to uh you know establish myself mm -hmm. as far as like career yeah and uh many other things yeah man and that that's that's a good way of kind of looking at it and stuff you know you said like you felt like like you made your impact and stuff and you you did you did everything you felt you made your world feel changed to you and like, and that's something a lot of people be like, ah, yeah, like you changed, you changed everything in my world or like you changed, like, you know, like, oh, what's he, what's he talking about? Stuff. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter from their perspective. Like just cause maybe you didn't touch them in a certain way. Exactly. doesn't mean you didn't touch everyone else, you know, right. like in, in, I think something a lot of times get lost on, like people, people want to change like everything all at once and mm -hmm. stuff. But like for me, at least right now, it's all about planning just little individual seeds you know like if i'm if i'm talking to somebody or something like and and i'm I, i've taken i'm kind of getting off track here a little bit but like I've, I've taken a little bit of a step back i think in terms of my mentality and like and in my mental head headspace in the past like i don't know uh, past couple months or so mm -hmm. just because like i mean life happens you know it gets it gets crazy sometimes and stuff but like but being intentional about like the kind of energy that you're 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 carrying and stuff and like that can change people's perspective about anything too you like you know if you're so positive and just kind of upbeat and like you know just flowing through things and stuff right. someone might look at you be like dang like like how's he do that you know exactly. how's he how's he do it like that and stuff and like for me there's a spiritual undertone to it too like i want people to look at me and, and feel kind of that energy and stuff and feel kind of accepted and not judged right. and be like, why, where is that coming from? You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, for me, it's not, it's not from me. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of, a lot of the reason for my, I think regression in terms of my mentality and stuff is like, I, I, I've taken a step back in terms of being in the Bible and stuff and praying every day and stuff. And I mean, that's, that's part of the journey. I think, yeah. um, I definitely, I definitely feel that man. Yeah. I, um, I feel myself getting a little bit stronger, in faith mm -hmm. and at least accepting it and wanting to allow it to do yeah. what you know it's supposed to do when you're yep. when you're carrying your faith you know what i'm saying for sure um and that can be tough and like you said and i don't know if you if you checked out any of our other episodes but i, I said in yeah. one i'm the one with emily 
I said like my main my main theme for this year is to allow things to happen and stuff. Right. And while it does, it takes intentionality to allow things to happen. Uh, at the same time, it takes being intentional hands off you know i read a quote the other day that said patience is also being active right and like i I like that because like allowing things to happen that's that's an intentional process you know you aren't just chilling like not caring about anything like you're caring enough to realize that you can't manipulate every situation you can't make everything happen you only have so much control man. yeah so that's one thing i wanted to ask you you know you said like coming here in moving to Dallas and stuff, was, it seems like kind of a leap of faith, right? Was mm-hmm. that like planned out? Did you always, you were like, I'm moving to Dallas well, or like what yeah. happened? And that's why I feel like I just said, like I am getting, like I'm just letting, I am doing my best to mm-hmm. just accept the fact that yeah. things are not going to always happen the way you want them to. But yeah. like at the end of the day, they'll, they'll work out eventually. Yeah. Once I got like maybe like my junior senior year, you know, you're getting close to the end of college, you're thinking about what you want to do, where mm-hmm. you want to live. And I was like, I, uh, I knew I wanted to move out here to the DFW. Yeah. Uh, mainly because like my cousins, my, my close cousin, uh, cousins Jessica and uh, Jeremy mm-hmm. were out here. Yep. And so I was like, wow, those, like, those are two people that, you know, that I really love and I know that hey yeah. if I ever need something I have that yeah, they fall got back, back on and then I knew that you were going to come back out here yep. and then like maybe a year before I moved out here Jaren, my cousin Jaren, the one that played for Alcorn mm-hmm. yep. he moved out here that he used to come and kick it with us yep. and I was like wow okay maybe this like, decent crew I out can, there yeah, yeah. I, can, I can kick it out there in, mm-hmm. uh, in Dallas yeah and then, what was that spring semester, like January, February, last my last semester, mm-hmm. uh, I got the job for, to work with Bloomberg. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. And Pretty they big wanted time. me to yeah. move out here. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, well, I guess, you know, the stars are aligning. And yep. I was like, hey, I Pay attention up, to packed up Oxford mm-hmm. and moved out here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just been here ever since. So... Like, in a way, you know, I had the intentions of moving out here, yeah. but I didn't think it would be that soon. Yeah. So, hey. So, in a way, it was intentional and yeah. unintentional. It was short and sweet. Yeah. You know how our <laughs> campaigns are. Mr. Bloomberg, uh, shout out to you for the opportunity. Uh, you may not know me. I was just a little guy on the campaign, but... Uh, <laughs> Making your impact. Like I hey. said, planting seeds. Right. Um, it was... It was definitely one of the coolest and, you know, it was worth moving here and yeah. it was a it was a cool opportunity, man. Yeah. It was it was a cool it was a cool experience, man. Met a lot of cool cool people. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I might who knows, I you might hop know. back on yeah. campaigns one day if it turns out to be as beneficial and, and lucrative as yeah. that one was. Man. So what I guess what's the main thing? Your main takeaway from that, I guess, from your experience there. From my, hmm, that's a good question. My main takeaway is to, hmm, I haven't thought about that. See, I don't, I don't, that's why we're here. I would, I would <laughs> say, I would have to say, people. I would say, mm-hmm. like, you know, meet as many people as you can, and yeah. and connect 
I, I should have connected, although I met a few people with inmate connections, I should have connected a little bit more with the mm, higher-ups. A bit more intentional just about to be, it. You, you know, because, you know, had I had I done that, you know, those they would have been people that would, you know, come back and look for me for yeah. if, you know, someday, you know, the next, um, you know, what, three years from now, the next presidential race. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah. You know, because those people, they go back and forth. They've been working on campaigns. That's their career job, you know. Yeah. So they are always, when uh, campaign campaign season comes around, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're on someone's campaign and something. Yeah. Hey, but I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know, dude. Like you said, like, we, we're all still trying to figure out shit. Man, for and, sure. But I like politics. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, that's, I guess that could, one of can be one of my many side hustles, you know. For sure. But in and although I may not work in politics, but you know, having those connections could be beneficial in the, For in sure. the long run. So Yeah. And that's some, somewhere you and I, I think are very different. Like I don't care about politics at mm -hmm. all. Like it's not something I pay attention to. I, yeah. I I think I'm focused more so you know, I mean that that's obviously some people's strong suit that's what they're meant to do and stuff i i just right. it's a lot of, it's a lot to me is is very grimy not of it is not yeah. a lot of it is very yeah. um very genuine and and especially like it's a lot of manipulation a lot of all this stuff right. and like that's the way true. people treat people in a lot of those areas and stuff is just like it, it's all gross to me right. like i just so i i don't even watch the news man yeah. and i'm sure like I could be better about that and being yeah. more informed and stuff, but like but it's mean, just it's, like I don't know. It's it's it is something. Although I would have to say, although you, I don't think you should be have you know if you don't have any interest in it, that's yeah. fine. But I think you should always be aware. Yeah, I and agree. I think that's that's I'm just not that, good that's at like it. my main that's like my main focus. Like my yeah. or my main. Uh, the way I stay involved is mm -hmm. just being aware, like, cause, yeah. like you said, they're major manipulators. They're major, sure. uh, you know, they're grimy, they're sleazy. Mm -hmm. They only, they're only out for themselves. Yeah. And so, you they only those, want whatever position exactly. they want. You know, but whatever it takes to get them they, there. Those people are yeah. in charge of our livelihoods. Yeah. So, yeah. If you are not at least aware of what's mm -hmm. going on. Then you can be fucked. You yeah. you, you you know. Yeah. Can curse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. You're gonna be, you're gonna be fucked <laughs> yeah. and not know it. Yeah. Like and then you don't know what's going on. Then you you're gonna be going pissed on. when you, you had a chance to vote and stuff on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, for me, it's voting is the the atmosphere that our country in right now mm -hmm. is it's crazy how I'm reading. I'm just I stole this book from my dad and it's about yeah. it's called The Last The Battle of The Last Battle of the uh Civil War. Mm -hmm. You posted that the other day, didn't you? I probably did. Yeah, I think you posted like a, a and, excerpt from it. Um it's a, basically it's about uh, reconstruction after in in Mississippi, Louisiana, mm -hmm. uh mainly Mississippi and Louisiana and maybe a little bit of Alabama. Yeah. But we learned about the Civil War, we learned about Reconstruction mm -hmm. and all of that in school. But reading this book, I've never gotten 
as much details yeah. about reconstruction and and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's crazy to see how from freaking 1860 mm-hmm. and we are in freaking 2021 yeah. how how similar mm-hmm. the political atmosphere still is that's interesting now maybe not as as violent yeah. and and uh just blatant mm-hmm. i don't know that's a it is very blatant yeah. also right now but like yeah. as far as like voting and this issue with the elections mm-hmm. uh one side saying that the election was stolen and and, all that's crazy all that too. Jazz. All that's crazy. It's like, um, you know, yeah. Black people after Reconstruction were, you know, once we got our rights, we were able to vote. Mm-hmm. But then there was like this wave, which consisted of like you know voter intimidation and, yeah. and um, you know Jim Crow laws and stuff. Yeah where we were basically, um, our lives were always threatened. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah don't matter what you vote. do. Yeah. So, I mean, I look, at, I look at that, the past, and I'm like, you know, we've, we've come a long way, but like, hey, that's, if, it's, if it's my right, because my ancestors fought to, yeah, to have you know, that ability to, have to do that it. Ability. That makes sense. And so it's, it's like, damn, yeah. you know, the least I can do is, Exercise that right. Exercise it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That leads into kind of another conversation I I wanted to touch on is, you know, we we mentioned earlier, like, as as funny as it may seem and stuff, like, like Nick and I listening to to R and B freshman year on the in the dorm and stuff, like, like what's obviously the 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 tone and the energy at Ole Miss is. I felt like it was it was pretty divided while we were there and like especially kind of towards the end and stuff at least between between a lot of a lot of the white people and a lot of the black community and stuff. So what what are some things that you know they call it being an ally for for us white folk? You know, like yeah. what 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 do white people do a lot of times that like can can be a red flag or like can be something that's like maybe viewed as offensive or like gets your guards up whenever whenever a white person does something that they might not realize if that makes sense i would have to say i would i would just have to say the the fact of just being oblivious to being being oblivious to the what has happened in this country in the past and what's 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 currently happening like there's no way that you don't see or you don't know what the other have like yeah. the other predominantly predominant race goes through or has been through mm-hmm. in this world as far as oh miss you say um you're saying that it, it seemed pretty divided yeah. divided like at least especially in not to cut you off but especially like being in some of the circles and stuff i, I don't want to get yeah. too specific or anything but being in some of the circles and hearing a lot of these conversations and stuff and what like you i mean a lot of it is kind of how you're raised and stuff right. but like you can't like you can only plead ignorance for I so long i think that has like. a lot to do with the university yeah and and it's and it's their intentions of 
you know, making progress and progression and, and, you, and figuring out ways to unite the student body and not mm-hmm. have that perception that we're divided. Yeah. We are divided yeah. at the University of Mississippi yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, circles, as far as um, organizations. I agree, man. As, like, as far as student life. Yeah. But like, it's like, but in a, in a lot of ways, it's not like, I don't think we, it's not intentional division. Yeah. yeah. It is just the way that the the university operates and, it, mm. and it's just the way that things are set up. Yeah. Now, in many ways, I feel like I would have to say as far as, since I am a part of Greek life and so are you. Yeah. I think some some people some things are just meant for some people. Yeah. Some things for are sure. just meant for Yeah, people. absolutely. You know, and every, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yes, everything is not for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, and I think that is as for as far as Greek life. Mm-hmm. But I think the university can do a lot with, you know, trying to unite each other mm-hmm. and I, I I think they are making progress with with in, in inclusivity mm-hmm. because they're like I had a lot of friends that were you know black friends that were heavily involved yeah. in campus life and um, honestly I feel like at least my years at the university there were probably more like at least you know you know those people that are you know, like big university representatives. Yeah, they're mainly black. Yeah, and so they did a, a really good job of of that as well yeah. later. And so I was like, you know, that, that was that was cool to see, amazing, yeah. a lot of uh, ground, you know, a lot of uh, groundbreaking uh, mm-hmm. things happened while we were at the university, as far as like the Confederate flag being taken down mm-hmm. off campus. And, um, you know, a lot of people uniting around that, that, that brought, I think that did a lot of healing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot, a lot more other things. But I think how I would say what I said, what I think is as, as far as the black community at Ole Miss, we need each other. Mm-hmm. We need it. Like, you know, being that it is a predominantly um, white institution, yeah. But you you need that sense of belonging and mm-hmm. that sense of hey, these people are here, we have each other, yeah. You know, but hey, me, I, I, I you know, I had the the ability of knowing both sides and being able to see each each point of view and yeah. being able to just see people like you yeah. know like i was able to you know i have friends of all um you know yeah i mean you live with friends. two white dudes sophomore exactly. year yeah <laughs> so it's like you know yeah people people are people man and like mm-hmm. it's at the at, especially at old miss it's just like you know you want to make sure that that you are safe and understood yeah that's that's why that's that's why we we have the the bsu there black student union like yeah. we want to make sure that we are heard and not overlooked mm-hmm. and that basically we have just as much as right to be here at the university than 
any other person. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm just as so just the same as anybody Reddith else. For integrating that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, so funny funny story about that. I won't. Uh, I guess I'll tiptoe around some specifics, but I I know some people who were on campus at the time of of James Meredith and uh-huh. while he was walking wow. down campus, and I'm sure. You know, you you can put two and two together about who those people might be. Yeah. Um, but they were they were white and yeah. you know, walking on the sidewalk and stuff, it's interesting to hear what they had to say about that, mm-hmm. you know, and while they were growing up um around that and especially walking by a certain individual said that she was upset that she had to step off of the curb into the street to allow him to walk by because I, I guess he was, he had other people around him or I, I don't know. He had the, the, the freaking... Um, yeah, security or some FBI, I don't the, know who. What is, the National Guard. National Guard. That's classes. crazy, first of all. That's a whole <laughs> yeah. other thing. But, like, she she was, you know, she was kind of upset about about that, having mm-hmm. to step off. She was like, eh, you know. But, yeah. But, but, I mean, and that goes to, that goes back to, you know, how you were raised and... And yeah, basically what you know, although it's not right, but given a given a time Dude. period, it's understood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, but that, that that's Mississippi, man. And that's that that's uh that's also a part of like people that we went to school with. You yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Going back to you saying how you know you felt like we're divided in mm-hmm. a way. You know, people come to the University of Mississippi. Yeah, for pretty specific reasons yeah you know <laughs> yeah i would because you know we i met people that were from new york or you know cali mm-hmm. and i used to be like what why yeah why, what why brought you here yeah what brought you to freaking mississippi yeah and it was all about mainly you know wanting to get the southern experience yeah. you know and so that that in itself says a lot yeah. You know, but hey, like I said, I freaking freaking love Ole Miss. Oh, and man, me like, too. Me too. As much as 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 I'm sure it's sounding like to anyone who, who didn't go or hasn't been involved in Ole Miss or anything, it sounds like we're kind of, you know, we're being pretty, uh, pretty critical of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's nothing like that place, man. Yeah. It's there's just nothing, it's like, nothing it. like it. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, that's probably that's people have the same. You have the same conversation yeah. about any university that, yeah. that you choose. Every school has its past, mm-hmm. and we just so happen to have went to the University yeah. of Mississippi with its specific yeah. uh, past. But I mean, that all it, that's that's all there is to it. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I don't I don't hold that against it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just is what like, it is. Because if it wasn't for that history. I yeah. would not have been able to attend. Yeah. So it's wild. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So jumping back, I guess, to, you know, talking about, you know, that's just how they're raised and stuff. Like that's one thing I look at myself and especially lately, I mean, like, I don't know about you, I've got a decent bit of of uh wedding action on my timeline anytime i'm scrolling through it or like i got buddies and stuff who are married already and yeah, stuff I like i just had a friend ask for my address today yeah so, yeah i'm sending <laughs> you that postcard like man it's yeah. it's happening so much and stuff and and then i guess this is just kind of how my my brain works and stuff but like mm-hmm. there's been so much of that lately and, and stuff and especially within the past 
say year and a half, two years or whatever. But like looking at myself and and tying what I'm doing now to like a greater purpose, like like, oh, that that's just how they were raised and stuff. But like, I don't want anybody saying that about my kids. You know, I want to I want to make sure I'm raising them in sound mindset and stuff and treating people the right way and raise them the right way according to you know to me and obviously to to god and my wife and families and and all that and stuff but like like that starts with you you know like your your kids are gonna they're gonna mirror you and they're gonna take on your tributes and your traits like i'm sure you're seeing it like you're picking up some of your family's traits your dad's your mom's traits and stuff as you get older and i see that in myself like i'm like oh i'm becoming my dad in certain ways and stuff but like i i don't want that for my kid I don't I don't want them to look back and be like, man, like my dad was this. My dad, he raised me the wrong way and stuff. So I'm trying to do and it seems a little bit far fetched because, I mean, I'm single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, like I want to do right by not only myself and my wife and stuff, but by like my future kids, mm-hmm. because if I'm not doing that work, that work takes a while. Takes that a internal while. work and stuff like you, you got to you got to break down a lot of barriers really observe yourself critically but in a in a loving and patient way that allows yourself to grow and stuff and like they i mean i I just don't i i want myself to be a specific way whenever that time comes Mm -hmm. and stuff and like and that's what you have to be i think the word of the day of this podcast is intentional you guys (laughs) and that's that's something you have to be intentional with man because you have to you have to change that 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 generational um, yeah. Upbringing, and mm-hmm. in which I'm also trying to break a lot of um, generational things mm-hmm. that that, like you just said, that I see myself from my mom, my, my and my dad. Like, yeah, a lot of shit that I want to do differently. Yeah. So that's a great point because yeah. trauma, man, trauma is very easily generational yeah very easy to pass along because again if you aren't intentional about it and that that goes back tying it into the quote earlier there's no such thing as pain without a purpose like if you see all this pain and stuff and all the all these angry upset people in your family's lineage and stuff you got to take a step back about all right Mm -hmm. what's what's at the root of that and and know if it's cyclical and you're seeing it going down the line and stuff it's going to hit you at some point if you don't navigate that and take a look at it at least in be being intentional about say it. It has hit me. Yeah. It is hitting me. Yep. And it sucks. Yep. Because at the end of the day, it's like you can, you, you see it and the excuse is that it's because of this. It's because of them that I'm the way that I am. Yeah. But you want to do differently. So... It's like, what do you do? How do you how do you go about? I guess the first step is realizing that. Yeah. But. Yeah. But realizing it and continuing to act differently upon it is mm-hmm. the test. Yeah, and being patient with yourself too, because I mean, you know, I, I think I really started realizing some stuff for me internally and stuff probably junior year or so. I was like, I started picking up on things i was like all right i i can i can blame why i'm thinking this way and why i'm behaving this way and stuff you gotta you gotta or just or just or you you know you realizing it's like mm-hmm. oh okay 
Yeah. Oh, it's because of this. So you, you're accepting the fact. You're accepting yeah. that within you that like, hey, this is how they are. So, hey, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. And then look at you be like, all right, I've got I've got two choices. I can either operate like that or I cannot not operate like that. Mm-hmm. And easy choices, obviously, sit back and be like, I can't do anything about it. And then just go on about your life, pass down the trauma, pass down all this hurt and stuff. And like the, you know, the, the, the cliches hurt people, hurt people. You know, and like you, you can keep continuing that cycle on and on and forever and stuff. But like, or you can actively do that work to set yourself apart from it. That's not easy, man. Mm-mm. That's not easy because, you know, a lot of it for me, I think, was looking back and it, I mean, being transparent and stuff like how I how I treated people, you know, like I, I, I treated people in certain ways and stuff that was that was a heart issue for me. Like it, it was it was something in my heart that was getting in the way and like I, I didn't I didn't see things a certain way and stuff and again kind of tying into the spiritual aspect like I was so distant from God like how could if God is love like how could I possibly know what that is if I'm not talking to him like except once every week mm-hmm. just once you know maybe on Sundays if I go right like so I had to take a look like you you treat people a certain way and then God I think shows us he's like like you see that person like you 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 care a certain way about them and stuff and then you have to look at how you treated them and like you you see the distance between you and them and like in a relationship friendship all that and stuff you'd be like all right yeah like that's because of me right i don't want that to happen again so what do i need to do what do i need to pay attention to what signs can i pick up on because if you don't do that like you're going to cause yourself a lot of pain and you're just going to keep passing it down like if you don't do the internal work like that hurt is getting transferred. It's not just staying right here. Like it's getting transferred to other people. And, and yeah. I think that kind of ties in with, you know, a lot of, a lot of mindsets and stuff are generational. What the atmosphere of, mm-hmm. you know, Mississippi people. Yeah. Those sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> are set in their ways. Yeah. Like, when it's I gonna say take this a while. State man. has a lot of progress to do. If you haven't lived in Mississippi, I don't think you really realize. No, it. you don't realize. You, yeah, because I mean, I have family in Mississippi and stuff, but I didn't really understand. I was like, oh, like this is there, the level we're talking yeah. about. Till I was there. Yeah, and it's and it's the same on on both ends, like yeah. in the black community. But I would have to say it's only. We have our feelings, or, yeah. or at least my parents or, or my grandparents have their their grandparents have mm-hmm. their feelings because of the mere fact of intimidation mm-hmm. throughout the years of of so much mm-hmm. so much hate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so after li- after from living through something like that. And seeing, you know, just being a part of, like, the feeling of being something less than human. Yeah. Is, you know, it's it's, it's something hard to come 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 from. Yeah. You know, or come back from, or yeah. to at least be open about, or mm-hmm. open to anything else other than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I would have to take, I would take 
my uh, my granddad, for example, mm-hmm. I love him, Jesse Harness, my dad's dad. Yeah. And he um, he was the one that that I was saying that he went to LSU and Florida. Yeah. And he is a guy that has seen it all. His uh, his dad was a a sharecropper in Macomb, Mississippi. One of few black people that was able to obtain some land mm-hmm. and uh, farm, and was able to send his uh, almost six out of the eight kids yeah. to Alcorn incredible. That's incredible. Um, and he's he was my granddad was able to you know he tells me stories all the time about how he. Uh, how he had to walk five mm. miles to school and back every day Man. on the bus. Yeah. No, like the white kids on the bus. Driving you know, by. Driving by. Probably yelling at him. Yeah. You know, and to, you know, grow up with that. And, and now it's kind of hard to switch switch it up. Yeah. Which, which, I would, which I would say is the probably the same thing on your end. Mm-hmm. No, I guess kind of segueing a little bit off of, off a little bit heavier, uh-huh. kind of deeper stuff. I think one of the things that brought us together and started our friendship pretty quick was music. Music. <laughs> like man. I said, jam and R&B and stuff. It's like, the universal language. It is. So it if, is. Y'all, if y'all haven't listened to any R&B, which I'm pretty sure if you know Spencer, he listens to all type of music. For sure. But R&B, hip-hop. It's like, damn, these some these some pretty hip guys. I mean, yeah. they, hey, you put me on to some shit that you put me on to Mac Miller. Yeah, shout out Mac uh, RP, man. Ty Dolla. Ty. Ty Dolla was that was that was the communal. Yes. You know that was like the 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 battle cry. Yeah. It's the yeah. man, bro. We yeah. We, we had many late night yeah jam sessions, other type For of sure. sessions. <laughs> And it was cool, dude. Yeah. Like, so who? I guess who? Who are you listening to now? Because I mean, I, 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 I we probably sent a, a couple of songs here and there and stuff, yeah. but like nothing crazy. Who you been listening to? Man, of course my one of I, one of my favorite rappers is Young Boy. Mm. Nick was Nick was putting me on his album the other day. He, he yeah. sent me stuff, and I'm not a huge Young Boy guy, so yeah, I mean. He's a guy that is, he reminds me of like old, like, like he's from Louisiana. So mm-hmm. where I grew up, we listened to like a lot of like Boosie, Boosie yeah. and, and, um, and, and Wayne, uh, Boosie and Wayne. And like, he is a kid that is very versatile and mm-hmm. like, he puts everything that he goes through in, in, in his, music. his life and his music. It's a gangster rapper, man. I, I yeah. fuck with that gangster rap, and so yeah. like it's it's cool. And like, man, it's incarcerated right now. Is and, he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. See, I, I mean, I, I like I like I said, he's I'm not a huge incarcerated, and he. Uh, but hey, he got the number one album out there, which is crazy. It's crazy. I'm sure he's one of one of a handful like, to do it. it just, Wayne's it's, probably it's, on that this list. Stat, <laughs> this stat just came out uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. of the. It was 
the three rappers that have been incarcerated and held the number one. number one album. I think it was Pac, Wayne, yep. and the only three. So that says some. It says a lot. It and even lot. even though I'm not like a huge fan of them and stuff like that, stuff like that 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 doesn't just happen. Yeah. Right. But also like. You know, whenever whenever somebody's putting on for Louisiana, like Louisiana rides for whoever yeah. whoever it is, so they for automatically sure. have a huge following and stuff. Sure, like right. if they're if they're that level. Yeah, and he ha- he has a, he has a, he has a major following, man. Like, yeah. Internationally. Yeah. He's, I got one of his song lyrics. Do you really? Wait, what says, what lyric do you have? It says deceived emotions. Uh-huh. Choices already chosen. Yeah. Promises already broken. So now, what's your take on that? It's it meant something to you. It it definitely means it's like deceit. Like in this world, like a lot of things are not what they're cracked up to be. Yeah. As far as like choices that we make or decisions that we make, we're like we're still young adults, mm-hmm. so we're still going through the flow of hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Yeah. But a lot of shit is goes unfulfilled yeah and so those choices those those promises that we make to ourselves can can go unfulfilled and they can be broken but on my end i look at it as i use it as motivation to Mm -hmm. to to do the opposite you know what i'm saying yeah so right now i'm getting more uh better with like, you know, I have my entrepreneur mind. So my goal for next year is to make my first investment. Mm-hmm. So if y'all watching this. We're going to connect on something. We're we're, we'll connect to, on something for sure. Hey, I'm asking for support. Y'all going to see <laughs> me. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, Shameless plug. What's your at? What's your at? Quan King. There you Instagram. go. Two ends. Two ends. Two ends. Is it, is it? It's something. Yeah, Quan King. No, 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 no. no. That's my <laughs> Snapchat. Oh, there you got follow my, on Snap my too. Instagram is King King Quan. Now be careful, you only four. get three plugs. King Quan four underscore. That's me. <laughs> King Quan four. I never did that before, but that's it. There you right. go. Anyway. Uh I wanna I'm making my first investment in something uh next year and I have there a few go. ideas. It's either gonna be in the trucking industry, real estate, a brick and mortar business. Yeah. And one thing, obviously, I mean, we'll we'll hear more about in the next uh, next episode is is cryptocurrency is a huge thing that we've we've yeah. gotten into in the over the past two years or whatever, maybe yeah. year and a half. That's what I need some some more knowledge about mm-hmm. is I want to do crypto and I yeah. want to do. Uh, my dad was actually telling me like he's been on to like penny stocks. I didn't know people like still invest in penny yeah, stocks like that anymore, but do, somehow yeah. he's so mind blown <laughs> by it. Uh, penny stocks, um, just you know, ordinary stocks, mm-hmm. um, all type of shit, man. Like, there's too many ways to make money out there. Like, right. if you really aren't going out and actively trying to learn about different stuff, yeah. and, like you're just doing yourself a disservice. And I think, but I, I, it's in my to, opinion, it's good to see that I think at least our generation is getting more, yeah, more open to the idea of multiple streams of income for and, sure, and at least trying to figure out how to how to do shit that at least for me it's it's shit that seems like oh that's that ain't that's for those other people or those other yeah, people yeah 
No, every, everything everybody is, has access to everything every, now. Every, especially in this digital age. Like yeah. Everything is attainable and everything sure. is possible. It just takes that hard work and dedication, man. Mm-hmm. Real. Back to music, bro. Anyway, <laughs> who the fuck are you listening to? Man, it's kind of been... It, that's kind of tough to say. Like, I I've, I really enjoyed Meek's new album. I liked his new album a lot. I have yet to listen to it. You need to listen. It's called I've Expensive been. Pain. Yeah. Like, that that one is really good to me. It's I gotta not, check it out. I won't say it's my favorite by him, but it's it's my favorite in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's one of those projects I, I've come, I found myself coming back to a decent yeah. bit. Um, I'm trying to think who else off the top of my I head. You, like, uh, since we're R&B guru, yeah. gurus. Uh, we got that man. label. Do I have that label? Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm an honorary sure. R&B guru. <laughs> you up there, man. You up there. I've been, like, I've always listened to Aaliyah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to uh, to the... the Listen um, to her project. That project that came out. Uh, they, they just... Have, the postpart, or not postpartum. <laughs> no, like, they... The, what it is is, like, ever since, like... She died or whatever. Like yeah. her music has just been not available. Mm-hmm. Like her, whoever controls her estate, yeah, has just kept it um, under wraps or whatever. But they finally released all. It of probably her. reached like the the. I'm sure there's some type of like 25 year waiting holding period or whatever until yeah. the the proceeds go back to the but original she, or something. They released all her music on streaming platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been jamming out to shit that I heard yeah. growing up and like takes you back. It's it's good. Like yeah. I, I really I really uh like Leah, man. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I appreciate you today. I know it was relatively last minute. I think I texted you what like Monday, yeah. Tuesday or so. But I was but, expecting it though. I was expecting my debut. Hey, no, shout out. You look good in front of the camera. Get the lights and stuff. Shout out, Ty. Thank you, Ty, man. Like you made it look legit and stuff. But now I'm I'm appreciative of you and and your time and I I value our relationship, man. I'm glad we stay in touch and stuff. There's a lot of people. A lot of people don't don't yeah. really do that, you know. They graduate and grow right. distant and stuff, but yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's all love, bro. For sure, it's always. They and that's um, I try. And again, I told you, I'm kind of in a regression in terms of of my, I taking a step back in terms of my mentality and like my my focus and stuff. But like, right. man, that that's something I want to try and and be sure to do all the time is just all love all the time to anybody yeah. and stuff and like just just do right by people that's what it's about man yeah that's why me and you vibe so it's oh, just yeah. like it's always it's always, always love always, yeah bro. but man i appreciate it appreciate you let me take up your up your place but no problem bro man, hey, you, y'all you're gonna be back on. again pretty soon, for sure you know for sure you'll be back about on. a few more other things easy we'll we'll have a whole episode probably on the entrepreneurship space because yeah. there's yeah. a lot to talk about oh, there yeah. i think maybe i maybe i may come back you know once, yeah like i said y'all hold me to it we'll hold you to it over here investing investing yeah. bro hey no we're on it over here so we'll 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 get you in and you met jeremy uh mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get y'all tapped in and stuff too to just kind of some stuff we've cool. been on it's nothing crazy but love, we'll love tap in love the network but man i appreciate it uh you'll be back you'll oh, be yeah. back Thank you guys. Um, we'll be back soon. <laughs> Tell me something that I don't know, like if your soul want me dead. Ignore the signs in my face, I pray that God never live. And everybody that's around here, watch me run off my check and let me blow.